Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We're back, we're back, and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. I always want to sing, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. People would sing, love it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I that's just what they know you for. So I you know. know. Nope. Got to go stream my music. Nope. Got to listen hey, that way. Hey, but anyway. <laughs> tell them. <laughs> uh, but we are back and we have some really, again, we always bring really fantastic guess we're just a little biased just just a little mm-hmm. biased just but little biased. um just a little biased but we have a, a team actually a team of two joining us um yep. today so this is going to be exciting and i think particularly with the direction of where music is going um <laughs> there's we are music changes so much but there's yet another direction that it's moving toward and we've we've touched on this we've done a podcast just kind of introducing the concept of NFTs. Yes. Just kind of. to that. You can do a, a search in our, on our website and you can type yeah. in NFTs and you can get yeah. to the introduction of it. But That was just the intro, yeah. but today we're going to dig a little bit deeper. Um, but before we do that, we'll have some music tip. <laughs> so you really need music for that. You need a I song. Know, I, I need to like <laughs> throw in a little track or something. But no, oh. this, is, uh, this is actually timely and it's, it's something that came about um, I guess past couple of days for me, um, and it's branching out into the unknown. Mm. That is the music tip for the day: <laughs> is branching out into the unknown. We know, always do that. Okay, I, I, I know. I know <laughs> you were like, "Hallelujah!" This is what I do. Um, but getting out of your comfort zone can really help you change what's happening. Um, if the, the familiar is cre- already creating what you already have. So that's the familiar. That's what you're used to. And if you want something different, you have to do something different. And that requires getting uncomfortable and getting yes. into a different space. And um, I, I really credit uh, Joe Dispenza, actually, for helping me. We got to get it. Joe on our show. because I think this is we're yeah. endorsing Joe so much. Right? Yeah, if anybody totally, knows Joe and totally, just has yeah, him right come now. on. Yeah, that yeah, would be awesome. It, it fits all of this, <laughs> but it's it's an amazing um, approach. But he, the, the way he talks about it just makes it make sense for me for some reason. And it's just getting out of your comfort zone. It creates the uh, the energy for for new things to happen and bring to bring you into the level that you're trying to get to. Because that's the Correct. only way out of chaos comes order. And so, but you have to step into the chaos. You can't be afraid wow. of it. You can't, you know, shun it, you know, rail against it. You have to embrace it and then mm. allow it. So that's the, that is the music tip. I know that it is the word. That was <laughs> <Love> that. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, organ playing in the background. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> because it's so timely also just for the world right now. I mean, my yes. goodness. Yes. So instead of being afraid of it, we got to step into it. Step it's into just it. where it is. All right. Well, y'all heard it. Well, okay. So th- you were right. Yes. This is a perfect segue. <laughs> segue. Okay. <laughs> and I will introduce our guest today. So um, we have two fantastic guests. Uh, they're co-founders of an amazing company 
that is bringing um, NFTs to the marketplace, but not just only NFTs, it's the music NFTs. And they are very um, credentialed <laughs> and have <laughs> uh, serious music pedigree. Um, and we will talk about that in the podcast, but uh, welcome Adam and Josh, Adam Fell, Josh James. Yes, hey. welcome. Thanks for yes. having us. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. These By the are way, the I, was think, I was thinking, Kenyon, when you said you wanted to sing that, man, no one wants to hear me sing. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. So you, you, you won't hear that on this podcast. Are you sure? Okay. No, even my well, wife, when she hears me in the shower, she's like, please close the door. You know, that's, that's too much for me. So. Ah, uh, well, we, we put people, you know, you're going to start feeling very comfortable with that. So if yes. you just feel the need, you just know that this is a space you can do it. So All right. well, I need yeah. a, voice, a voice filter and a video filter then. for. Oh, for my Zoom, God. So. Yeah, let's do the filters. <laughs> That's what we can do. No video filters either. Well, this is really exciting. You two are the co-founders of one of, I love that title. Am I saying that right? Because I'm like, one of? Yes. One of. Yeah. How do you all, do you all say it? No, just one of, one you know, of. like one yeah. of one, one of a hundred, okay. one of a thousand. One of. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. It was it was actually the placeholder name for the company while we were trying to think figure out what we wanted to name the company. <laughs> and then like after a month, we were kind of like, you know, we kind of like that name. Right. Uh, and then we were able to get the domain name one of dot com and and here we are. So I love it. I, 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 you know, I love it. And I think again, um, kind of to what Will's point is and how we're moving into these new spaces. And I just think it's very apropos, like one of something new and, and one of something actually quite big that's, you know, that's really growing and proliferating. So, so what we would love, um, is if we could just hear a little bit more about, Obviously, we want to hear about what one of because is because people are wondering like, okay, well, what is that and NFT and so just a brief kind of explanation of of one of and 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 your involvement with NFTs and then we'd love to hear just a little bit more about each of your background. So we can whoever feels like they want to start to kind of tell us about the company that would be awesome. Well, yeah, you know, I can segue a little bit from Will's intro tip of the day um so which was stepping into the unknown and sort of getting out of your comfort zone which is sort of the the the, the sort of story we like to tell at one of is our third co-founder lynn die called me up in january of 2021 so just this year in january and went on a five minute rampage about how he and i needed to start a music nft company and he just went on and on and on and he finally stopped and took a breath and i said lynn what the are <laughs> NFTs because um, I didn't know what an NFT was. Uh, you know, I own some Bitcoin and a little bit of Ethereum, so I'm familiar with crypto a little bit. But NFTs was out of my out of my wheelhouse, and so you know, the more he talked about it, and the more I realized that it was something that I could grasp, and then that made me realize that there was something here for everybody. Because you know, the whole idea behind what we're doing is that NFTs are not for crypto heads. It's not for People wearing Star Wars T-shirts, going to Star Wars conferences, <laughs> and you know, it, it it can be for regular music fans too. Sorry, I love Star Wars, but I always make fun of Me them too. like that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, and so what we're doing is trying to democratize the space. Um, we're taking fun collectibles of artists that people love, selling them for five dollars, ten dollars. You know, we do have ones that sell for very high amounts. Um, but we make it very, very simple. You can purchase with a credit card. You can sign up in about a minute and a half. Um, mm. it does, it, it doesn't, you don't need to know anything about blockchain. It's just a fun, uh, it's a fun fan experience. 
Yeah. That's helpful. There's the quick, the quick explanation. Yeah. So, so Adam called me after, after he says what he said to Lynn <laughs> and I said the exact same thing to Josh. I said, what is an NFT? Right. And, uh, I would say that the last 10 months have been an education. Like I've never had in the music industry. Um, mm. I have consistently gotten more and more excited about the application of this technology to the music industry and, and specifically to artists. Uh-huh. You know, the, the music industry has relied for, you know, well, I'll start with this. I've been working with Quincy Jones for 18 years and Quincy is a legend. And, yeah. you know, the, the reality is he got excited about this almost immediately because he loves new technology and he loves anything that can help artists. And so when we started realizing, you know, uh, uh, there's a few things we realized early on. Number one, the way that Josh and Lynn had set this up was an eco-friendly way. Uh, basically, the, the blockchain partner that they partnered with, Tezos, uh, was a proof-of-stake platform that is 2 million times more eco-friendly than any of the proof-of-work platforms. This alone uh, was a huge deal. You know, when we thought about artists and, and their eco footprint and how they want to be perceived, um, we realized this solved one of the major problems in the space. Then secondly, uh, that same efficiency led to the ability to mint NFTs inexpensively. And that, you know, one small thing made it so that, frankly, uh, of course, the big artists could use it to sell millions of low-cost co- low NFTs, but also the the artists at the beginning of their careers could mm. use this technology to empower their careers. And that got me really excited because of course, you, you know, you don't really want to push a technology that only ben- benefits the superstars. Right. And, um, you know, long story short, you know, the more, the more we learned, the more excited we got. And, uh, you know, we, we suddenly realized that the music industry, when you, when you look at it, has relied on recorded music, touring, and publishing, you know, frankly, uh, and I'm, I'm including merch and touring. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you have a fourth thing that doesn't collateralize any of the existing revenue streams, but can serve, frankly, as like the fourth leg of that chair, mm. uh, if done properly. And that to me is, is just, you know, it's game changing. So uh, we dove in kind of, you know, full bore and wow. uh, here we are 10 months later. I was going to say just 10 months and just 10 months ago, like having no clue <laughs> using expletives, yeah, like what the, yeah, you know, yeah. yes. so <laughs> I didn't know what kind of podcast this was, Kenya. So I, you know, I didn't yeah, say it. Yeah. No, we, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's child friendly. It's interesting. It's even a shorter period of time because it was 10 months ago that we had the first conversation, but it was two or three months after that before it really all gelled into the company that became one of um so yeah it's been an inc- i've you know i've been around the block a few times and i've never been involved in anything that had the velocity that that this has wow. had so it, it's uh it's, it's been pretty amazing awesome. that, that said we should give our third co-founder some credit he he actually was the one that was ahead of ahead of the curve on this um right. he saw yeah. nfts coming way back in 2019 presented this to, you know, the heads of major labels in January of 2020, a year ahead of when he called us. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was, he was working on blockchain rewards company and really was the one that was ahead of the curve. He brought Josh and I in and thanks to his vision, uh, here we are, you know, uh, 10 months after he called us. Yeah. Wow. You, you touched on a bunch of things here and I think, uh, just for the benefit of, of the listeners to, um, cause a lot of people are like NFT, what blockchain, I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> there's there's uh, like concepts like proof of work. Um, the, these sort of detailed concepts to sort of give, and, and and that's actually a big part of why um, your your NFTs are the the cost that they are. Um, and they're like you talked about, they're saving on energy costs and and actually passing that on to the consumer. So. Um, I guess if you could sort of explain, and this is not an intro to blockchain, just ex- <laughs> ex- explain um, how, what an NFT is. Um, and then for, and this is for me, uh, <laughs> what makes it valuable and, and why someone would actually purchase it? Sure. Josh, you want to do it or you want me to take a crack? Sure. If you, if you want to dive in, dive in. Okay. Um, the technology solves a, a pretty fundamental problem, and that is that, you know, in, in the digital world, in the physical world, there's always been scarcity. In the digital world, it's often been harder because you take any type of digital file, it's easy to copy it. Um, this simply uses the technology that enables cryptocurrency to securitize single ownership of a digital asset, right? And that can be done in a, in a variety of different ways, but thereby creating scarcity, and when you can create scarcity, of course, you can uh, basically create a, a full value chain. And that, that one ability alone is, is what gives the NFTs value. Um, so hopefully that, that answers your question. We have a really good video called Introducing One Of on YouTube okay. that, that goes into this very, very simply. Yeah. Sorry, but- Go ahead. Josh. I was going to say, there's there's an ironic twist, which is, yes, you think, oh, it's a digital copy, but you can make more digital copies. And that's true. But the weird thing about it is that it's real life that has fakes. Um, the fake Louis Vuitton bag, the fake Michael Jordan card. It's actually mm-hmm. much easier to do fakes in real life. On the blockchain, you can tell exactly how many of something there is. And is this one authentic or not? So right. it's an interesting twist because it's actually on the blockchain in digital that you can prove something is not fake much easier than in real life. Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. so th- th- that that's the interesting twist on it all. Um, that's perfect. Th- that yeah, I find that fascinating. Twist. Yeah. That's like if you have a Van Gogh painting, then you, you don't know if some, because if somebody can be really good at faking Van Goghs and Correct. they can fool anybody, but this way, nobody can be fooled that this is the actual. Um, that's item. exactly right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, this is, so we're all in school still. I'm still, and I'm, I'm attempting to learn this more. I've been jumping on clubhouse rooms because they have a lot of NFT discussions on a clubhouse. I don't know how active you guys are on. We're doing one tonight. Yep, yep. Oh, <laughs> yes. well, you might have been. Join us. Might, I know. I was going to say, you might be on the one that I've been listening to. I mean, I'm like, wait a minute, let me click, let me think back. So, um, but you had mentioned, Adam, you said, and I wrote this down that, you know, and this is where I think I've been stuck is that, well, this is magic for the mainstream, you know, for people who are very well established artists. But those artists who are just trying to get themselves wet or just beginning or more moderate, you know, how how can they really benefit from this? And so I would love for you, you said it's empowering. Could you explain a little bit more um, how so? And because and, a lot of our audience is going to be more of that, obviously, independent and growing. Absolutely. Well, th- the bottom line is if you go right now to mint an NFT and you're, you're going to do it the way that most people are doing it, you have to incur gas and minting costs. I won't go into that, but the bottom line is that is what it costs to create an NFT. And if that cost is like it was last week, $456 
right? I saw this on Twitter, someone complaining about the gas and mini cost being $456. An independent artist can't use that, right? right. You paid $456 to create an NFT. What are you going to sell it for? $1,000 to make $544? Right. right. The reality is that is, that is not workable. Um, that works for the mega artist that is releasing a million dollar NFT. Then the $456 or whatever it is doesn't matter right? Because it's just a small flash in the pan. Well, we partnered with Tezos. Tezos is a mature blockchain that's been consecutively running for three years. And it's a proof of stake platform. We, we talked about proof of stake versus proof of work earlier. Basically, the bottom line is it's computers rather than humans doing the verification. Uh, what that leads to is, is basically efficiency, which allows for low cost minting. So what we are able to do is allow artists to sell NFTs with margin, right? Like 98% margin at a dollar, right? That, that makes it so that the independent artists can release five NFTs for $5 each and pay for a specific thing that costs $25. That makes it so that the independent artists can monetize their first thousand fans and do a hundred dollar NFTs, have enough margin to pay for their first music video. Right. This, this is what, uh, this is one of the things that we were excited to solve because we don't want this to be about the superstar artists only. That doesn't mean that we don't want to work with superstar artists. You guys are seeing us work with superstar artists. That's how we started our company. But the long-term vision is to empower artists at every single level. Now this, that's, that's on the artist side of things. Then you look at the fan side of things. Right. The fan side of things, uh, if your if your cost is a million dollars for an NFT, who participates in that? <laughs> right. Nice. The, right. The, the reality is that's the crypto whale. Right. That's not the music fan. Right. Um, and so by the same token, we are allowing musicians to empower their careers. But we're also allowing fans rather than just crypto, you know, whales yeah. uh, to be part of the fun. And there's so much that can be done, right? You start thinking about gamification, you start thinking about rewards, real world redemption, you know, all of these things. And the bottom line is, um, yeah, the the future is wide open and we're just (laughs) only beginning. Well, you just stepped into uh, the next thing uh, I wanted to actually help you all plug, the current release. And you also did an awesome job. I had four questions and you answered them all in one. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, wow, okay, what am I going to ask? No, oh, but, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you why the Tezos blockchain, and you just completely, you know, answered that. You right answered that. that, yes, um, yep. And then how can artists make money from the new product? And bam, you just answered that. Answer one. that. So um, you, you talked about how to how to uh, gamify and, and, and real world interaction between uh, uh, acquiring tokens and NFTs. So um, tell us about this, this collaboration with Alesso. Uh, yeah, process. so, yes. yeah, Alesso is uh, actually doing his, his one of one just dropped this morning, actually, which is, it has a little fun twist to it, which is, um, it, 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 it's a song that's taking place in four chapters, and it has a whole yeah. really fascinating video that comes with it. And, uh, you know, you get uh, a, a VIP experience. He has a residency in Vegas. You get to have a whole table. But the really fun interesting thing is that you get to go to space like literally not the nft but you win a ticket 
to go to space um, oh, wow. if you buy the one of one NFT. So my wife, again, she keeps coming up. She says, I can't, <laughs> I can't bid on, uh, I can't bid on the Alesso uh, one of one. Um, so, so yeah, no, it's amazing. Alesso has been, he, he's been fun. Um, he's been great to work with. Um, the EDM space in general has really embraced the NFT world and, uh, and, and that's been fun. Yeah. Awesome. Alessa's management has also been amazing to work with, uh, Adam yes. Travis and Moshe Lizzi, Uh, and you know, they've, they've just really helped us turn this into something that's more than just, you know, a random NFT. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and obviously the idea that you buy an NFT and you get to go to space, yeah. um, yeah, it's crazy. A pretty cool idea. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, this, the, the low prices, this drop is a good example of it. You know, it, it's not just, Superstar athlete, super athlete, superstar musicians, um, uh, not wanting to sell only million dollar things, but you know, it's a bad look. Like if you are a musician and you come to the market with something that's $5,000 and up, you're not really giving something to your real fans and your real fans are going to be like, why did you come to the market with this product that I can't even afford? And so we try to um, make sure that there's a very wide range of price points um, for every drop that we do. And Alesso did that as well, um, which has been great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, well, you mentioned about EDM, like really gravitating toward this. And this has also been kind of one of my questions when I've been sitting in these clubhouse rooms is, you know, is this genre specific? Is there, cause, cause to be completely honest and, you know, and I'm, I'm curious to hear and be, the fact that obviously you work with Quincy Jones. So, you know, him being so eclectic in his um, music and it totally doesn't surprise me that he gravitates toward this yep. because it seems like everything he's done in his career has been ahead <laughs> of, okay. of the game. So that, you know, so that's just awesome. But I wonder, as I've been kind of looking at, you know, just music in general right now, there seems, I feel like music is is leaning toward a specific genre these days or specific genres. And some of these other genres, um, you know, and I guess because as I'm aging and as I'm getting older and the type of music that I like and the kind of music I do and I perform as an artist feels a little left behind or a little ignored right now. And so I'm curious, you know, do you feel like, NFTs is a space, because again, thinking of the audience at this point, is a space where, you know, diversity in terms of genres of music, yes, you know, any style of music, this is great. You're going to be able to get your fans over there. Or are you, you know, there is the reality something different? So just some thoughts about that. The access, I guess. I, I love that question. I've spent most of my career managing, you know, frankly, avant-garde jazz musicians. Um, and that's because that's where my heart is. And, and, and maybe I should clarify that that's where Quincy's heart is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When he, when he introduced me to the first artist he wanted to work with, it was a Cuban pianist who basically had to defect from his home country yeah. to come live on my couch for three <laughs> years. Uh, and wow. a few years after that uh, was nominated for his first Grammy, but that's, that's, you know, Alfredo yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah. Whether it's wow. Justin Coughlin that, you know, Clark Terry turned Quincy on to, Shalea Frazier, who starred mm-hmm. in the Clark Sisters movie this year. Yeah, she's amazing. We I'd love to get her on this podcast, but yeah. <laughs> We'd love to have her on the podcast as well. Um, mm. You know, you, you look at the artists that we're working with, uh, many of them fall into genres that are, you know, you, you could argue are being ignored. Um, but then you look at an artist like Jacob Collier, who we work with, um, who, you know, is incorporating all of the genres you're talking about, 
and working at the highest levels of pop, right? He co-wrote Good Days with SZA this year. He headlined Life is Beautiful and Second Sky just recently. You know, brought T-Pain out on stage after after performing a set that included jazz and all sorts of genres of music. I mean, he's genreless. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. You know, Thelonious Monk said to Quincy in a note that the Quincy has hung on his wall. You know, may and I'm going to get the exact wording wrong, but may you be the artist to to decategorize American music. Uh-huh. And and Quincy's tried his entire career to to work outside of genres and really just follow his goosebumps. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, this is an amazing way to go about music because it doesn't ignore real music. And right. so what, what I'd say is, you know, I, I do really, you know, and I know Quincy shares this, I, we're really passionate about making sure that this technology doesn't just benefit, um, you know, the superstars and or specific genres. Uh, and how, how do you utilize this technology to empower, you know, artists on the tail and how do you utilize this, this, uh, you know, this technology to empower legendary jazz artists, et cetera? Um, I, I think you have to get really creative. Uh, but the, the reality is it's so nascent, it's so new, right, that, that you get creative a little bit and suddenly you're doing something that no one's ever done. And that's press worthy. That's attention grabbing. That's, you know, that's how I think, you know, this can be done in a way that everyone can be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of yeah. that, that process, I just wanted to add um, with you all partnering with the Grammys. I think that's sort of the latest thing that just came out. So uh, that that is an awesome um, step to actually to fix what Kenya was addressing. Is it um, artists being left behind? The Grammys have multiple categories and all genres. And by partnering with, with them, you're able to reach reach those people. So go ahead and Josh, I'll let you. No, I was, I, I was, uh, yeah, we're very excited about the Grammys. It's a, uh, it, it's the, honestly the biggest announcement we've been able to yeah. make. So we can talk, we can talk about that. I was just going to add a little extra to what Adam was saying, you know, it, to Kenya's sort of broader question, you know, we're trying to bring all different genres into the NFT space. If you look at the space now and you sort of just have an honest perspective on it, it's very heavy EDM. It's very heavy hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's got some pop in it, mostly just cause people in the pop are so famous that, you know, they can just <laughs> a- enter in the space with 150 million Instagram followers. Um, right, and right. so far it's kind of left out everything else. Um, mm-hmm. to be honest, I'm an old school rock and roll guy from Seattle and, uh, <laughs> you know, that you, you, you're not seeing a lot of that in the space. Um, you, you know, you're not seeing a lot, a, a lot of other things even besides the three things that I named. And so, you know, we have a long pipeline of stuff that we're excited to be announcing in the coming weeks and months and and we're hoping to uh to solve some of some of that. So awesome. Awesome. Well kind of to the well, I want to be able to give the Grammy partnership its space. <laughs> I don't want that just to be kind of yeah, by the way, we have you know it's like, okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, so I'd love to hear, I'd let you guys, cause I know this is kind of freshly just released and announced, um, to kind of share what this partnership is, what it's about and how, um, how it will impact artists as well as your company. So love to hear more about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the bottom line is the Grammys are one of the most important advocacy partners for the artist community, uh, in the music industry. Uh, and it's been, you know, long admired by us. And when I say us, I mean Quincy's company as the premier award in the industry and, you know, a, a, an incredible organization. 
that said, um, I think that, you know, Harvey Mason Jr. is doing an incredible job of, uh, you know, making changes and, and doing really good things for the Grammys. Um, we, we started, you know, pitching the Grammys in early this year. They were one of the very first people that we reached out to. And um, it's been a many month process of them doing due diligence on us. Mm. They really love the fact that we were eco-friendly. That's, you know, that's a shared ethos. They really loved the fact that we were artist centric and they really loved the fact that this was for the fans, not just for, you know, uh, people who were, were in the world of crypto. And so, you know, it took us a while, but we were able to negotiate a deal and I could not be more excited. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the sort of thing where um, I've wanted to work with the Grammys my entire life. And this is a really cool mm-hmm. way to do it. Yeah. You know, it's also, it's from just a business standpoint, it's an incredibly important thing to be able to attach yourself to. The Grammys is, you know, the industry in many ways and and getting their blessing um, has a bit of a halo effect for our company, you know, and not just our company, I think NFTs in general. Um, right. You know, the, the, the music business is not known for their speed uh, to adapt to new technologies. <laughs> In fact, they're mostly known for the opposite of that. And right, so right. I give incredible kudos to to the Recording Academy and their management um, for being, you know, ahead of the curve on this and 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 sort of giving us their trust. It's been a, it, it's been an incredible experience. And Adam and I, you know, we, we were texting all weekend, right to the last <laughs> second, excited that we were going to get to announce this. And honestly, it's been it's been a really, really great thing. Awesome. Yeah. No, I, and just for the audience, you know, just to kind of put it in, you know, in context, basically, you guys are going to be creating kind of these NFT collectible experiences now for the actual ceremonies of the Grammys, correct? Am I, am I saying that right? I want to make sure I'm saying it. So that's huge. And so what we've been just talking, because I think for me, I think the artists, we're going to be able to, we're going to be able to get this because we're kind of, you know, we're in it. I think I get concerned about like my little, my little, you know, audience, my jazz lovers there, you know, 60, barely logging on to do anything kind of stream wise, <laughs> you know, how are they going to, but I think when you are now partnering with the Grammys, I mean, you have to be pretty much under a rock um, if you like if you buy like music and don't have never heard of the Grammys, right? So that is just that's a huge opportunity in terms of the business, but also to help consumers really attach the validity and the you know the the yes, this is this is valid. Like you can get this too. Like you can you know you can be a part of this. So I think it's a huge move for you. Yeah. By far. Most definitely. Yeah. I've been with Quincy long enough to remember the transition uh, from, you know, a la carte digital downloads to streaming. And, um, you know, to say that that transition was a rocky one and that it took a <laughs> while for, uh, you know, the industry to catch up, but also certain genres uh, and their fan bases to, to come yes. on board. Um, yes. I think that would be an understatement. Uh, I know that a lot of people really want to avoid uh, what happened during that transition where, you uh-huh. know, a lot of the genres you're talking about, your, your fan base uh, was left behind. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that um, this, this is important. You know, I, 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 this has been something that I've cared about my entire career. Um, I met, I met Quincy Jones presenting him a business plan, the same one I mentioned to you guys before we got on the interview, mm-hmm. uh, which was how to use advertisement to monetize, you know, digital downloads. 
And mm-hmm. that, that I presented to him in 2003. Um, that was a conversation that Quincy and I started that led to many years later, us meeting Daniel Eck and the Spotify team. And, you know, the bottom line is we've been fighting piracy or I should say Quincy Jones has been fighting piracy and trying to advocate for artists his entire career. This is no different, right? It's another technology that's coming in uh, that can help artists and rights holders monetize their content. And if it's done properly, it can benefit everybody. But to go back to William's uh, initial advice, people have to to dive in. Yes. They have to go outside their comfort zone and they have to, uh, you know, do learn. Um, I'm having to learn. I still have so much to learn. I learn every time I get on a call with our, our third co-founder, Lynn, I'm, I'm learning something new. Right. Yeah. yeah and you know, yeah, I'm sure you guys know this, but from a business standpoint, the, the music business, the, the history of it, format change has been one of the most revenue generating things that's happened over and over again. You know, my father bought the Led Zeppelin album and then he bought the tape. And then yeah, he bought the CD yeah, right, and now right. he listens to it on streaming. And so that's <laughs> the same song purchased four different ways. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, in, in many ways you could view NFTs as another format change potentially in a way for, for, for musicians to, to monetize things from the past again. Um, exactly. So yeah, there's a lot, there, there's a lot of, lot of interesting use cases so, so yeah and, exactly. and this is our, our our final thoughts um for the for the episode but i wanted to see what you because you just hinted on it right there uh wanted to see what you all thought the future is uh because but not we're in the future now with the <laughs> i was like we're in it wait so hold on what, what is the future <laughs> of nfts would that would it possibly be the exchange medium for down digital downloads is that is that where we're headed or what do you what do you think the it's uh, it's going to change into and develop into? Adam, you want to grab the one, or I can give you. Yeah, my my answer is not going to be the best one. But what I'd say is like <laughs> there are the, the beauty of the technology is it's something that's going to be harnessed by the most creative individuals in the world. The more creative you get with this technology, the more things are possible. You think about VR world and, and the metaverse, you think about, you know, again, going back to real world redemption and experiences that you tie to this. You think about gamification and earning NFTs rather than buying them uh, and what you can do with your fan base. There are a million possibilities. <laughs> and, and that's where, you know, creative people who are more creative than Josh and I here are, are going to figure out ways to make this really fun for the fans really productive for the artists. And if they can do it in a way that's not, you know, harmful to the environment, uh, then, right. then suddenly, um, you know, this is something really great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my answer is, is similar ish, which is, he said a lot of words, but mine is, <laughs> I have no idea is the answer um, to, to, to the question, but, but the, the twist on it uh, for me is that it definitely ha- will create a fan artist relationship that will change because they are aligned in an interesting way. You know, the music business artists sell things to you and then you consume it and then they sell you something else and you consume it. Now they can sell something to you that you go along for the ride. Meaning if I'm a new artist and you buy my first thousand NFTs and three years later, I win five Grammys, that NFT you bought two years ago is the Michael Jordan rookie card for that artist. 
and has potentially gone up in value. And now the fan gets to go along for the experience and you're buying something that retains the value. It's not just a consumable good. It's something that you get to own and, 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 and have an ongoing relationship with. So to, to Adam's point, creative people will figure out way better ways to use that than Adam and I will. And we have a platform and a marketplace for them to do that. You know, that, that yes. that's really our business. And that's, that's where I want us to just land the plane um, is how can artists work with you or how does this, how can, how can they, cause I think this is really inspiring. And every time I learn, I learn just a little bit more, a little bit more. And I'm like, ah. so, um, so yes, how can, how can they, how can they work with you or can they? We, we have started <laughs> as a curated platform. Uh, you can reach us through our website. If you have an idea of how to work with us. What I was, what I will say is the long-term vision is to empower any artist who wants to work with us. And so, um, you know, stay tuned. Yeah. So we'll have, we'll have your website and all of that in our show notes, um, social media. Are you guys, I know, cause this is just, this is young company. This is young. So I assume, yeah. um, that's all there. Maybe you could share that real quick. Um, how they sure, can yeah. follow. Yeah. Yeah. The website is uh, one of.com O N E O F.com. And our socials are all one of NFT at one of NFT. So Perfect. definitely come follow Perfect. us. Yes. Yes. Follow them indeed. And get on this, get on this. And if you're still like, so now what's NFT? If you're still there, go to our website. We have, like we said, we did an intro kind of podcast and really yeah. kind of broke that down more. This, and this now clarified this is, everything for me. I'm, I'm good now. I'm actually, you all <laughs> have, have explained it the best I've ever heard anybody explain it. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah this, this is, I'm, I'm sold. I'm good. He's <laughs> good. Yes. So, so, and we want our audience to feel comfortable too. And so there's a lot of, I'm, I'm hoping now with these different partnerships and as you guys are growing, we can, you know, I'm a, so I'm an, I'm a musician, but I'm also an educator and, and Will is an educator too. So I'm really, really big on helping people make things accessible, which is why we do the podcast so they can digest and learn and get a little hand holding. So, um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be more opportunity, you know, to, to learn this, but in the meantime, make sure you guys are checking it out. So thank you so much. Thank it's been an all. honor. Thank really. Honestly, it sounds like you guys are probably guys. Thank you. quite busy. Yep. <laughs> oh, we appreciate it. It was a fun conversation. Good, yes, good, 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 good. All right, cool. William. Another great another, podcast. Another episode. great podcast. <laughs> another great one. Another great one. And we'll bring in another great one in the following week. So, so yeah. thanks, guys. And uh, you guys make sure you check them out. The information will be in our show notes. And we'll see you next time. See you next week. Thank you all all right. for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.